So the other day on the radio, it came uh, the song. Um, it was from 1970, 71, by a group called the Five Man Electric Band. And it was a song, uh, it started, uh, signs, right? Signs, signs everywhere, signs, right? And it starts out with, the, you know, a guy seeing a sign in a store that said, uh, long-haired freaky people need not apply for a, you know, for a help wanted sign. And so right, the line is, so I tucked up my hair up under my cap and I went in and asked him why. And it's, it's, it's really, it is one of the cheesiest cheesiest songs ever, but it's really kind of fun, <laughs> um, right? So he, he gets upset at the guy, you know, the, the, the store owner goes, oh, you seem like a fine, upstanding young man. I think you'll do. And then he, <laughs> it's, the, it's like the great reveal. He, and I took off my cap and said, imagine that, me working for you. And Oh, God. It's, it's kind of ludicrous. It's, it's super cheesy, but... It's been remade since. I mean, I know this, right? I, um, sort, of, sort of the hardcore heavy metal band Tesla redid it in 1990, you know, and it's just, wow. Um, but, you know, it's like um, someone has a beautiful garden or something, and it's all fenced in, and it says no trespass, or trespassers will be shot on sight. And, you know, he jumps up on the fence, and he's angry at why, you know, why are you doing that? Um, and the whole song wraps up at the end, like, he... He's walking by a church and he says, you know, all are welcome, you know, come in, kneel down and pray. And so he goes in and he writes his own little sign, you know, like, God, I'm, I'm doing just fine. Thanks for thinking of me. And puts it in the offering plate, and, you know. Um, but right, the, the, the notion, signs, signs everywhere are signs. Um, they're everywhere. Like today, I, on driving through, I just decided, as I was thinking about this, I, one of the main intersections that I stopped at uh, for a red light, I just try to do a real quick count of like anything that was a sign, and they were they were easily just in my in my quick field of view as I counted, uh, nearly fifty signs. They're they're everywhere now. Some of them are important, like get in the left lane to make a left turn. You know the the, the traffic signs that want to direct people. We learn how to read those signs, and those become important. We see them and go, oh, I need to be over a lane. Um, or, you know, speed limit, 35. Oh, look, I'm ignoring that one. Um, stop signs, you know, traffic lights, which I think count as a sign, you know. Um, but then there's all the other signs, which are really an appeal to give me your money, you know, or... Um, try to give you a sense of that you're not completely fulfilled um, unless you have a product. Yeah? You're, you're less than. You could be so much better if only you had, you know, this. Um, signs are everywhere. Um, and they... People vie for really um, important spots. As I, as I drive home, they now have, um, I go across the 40th Street Bridge and at the end of the 40th Street Bridge they have one of these now big sort of electric uh, um, video billboards, right? So that you can, you, so they can change a lot faster and you can see multiple images up there. And um, 
there are several of them along the stretch of, of 28 as I go home, and it's sometimes they're 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 simple. Sometimes you know, um, sometimes it's just like go pit kind of like sporting event billboard or. But others, they're just the messages that we see. Um, we're finding ways to, to put signs in front of people um, in everything, whether it's in our world, whether it's on our computer screens, they're just everywhere. We just started Lent, and we did a very big sign very often it was very visible right all of the people walking around with smudges on their foreheads um, it became they became a, a very clear sign um, of the beginning of Lent of a particular identity um, and they are an answer to many of the other signs that exist for us. The ashes marked our sign of repentance where we have erred from the identity that God gives us. They become a proclamation of sorts, right? I know people who get the ashes at some point, someone stopped and go, oh, hey, you got something on your foot. Oh, right, it's that day, never mind. But it becomes, it becomes a way. Now, some might say that, it, um, and perhaps rightly, rightfully so, that the, that the ashes have become perhaps more of a fashion statement in some circles. Um, but it doesn't matter, I don't think. Um, because really, in, if, they're, if they're done well and they're done right, we see a very discernible cross on our forehead. And it is a cross that is there, um, in a sense, as an indelible mark. It is a reminder of the first cross that is placed on our foreheads in the waters of baptism. Place the sign of the cross on the forehead uh, of everyone who is baptized. And it becomes a sign for us. Even when we can't see it, we are reminded of it again and again that we are marked with that cross of Christ in the waters of baptism. And the, the whole act of baptism, right? It is begun and the early church saw the gift of baptism in the flood um, where people are saved through water. And I find it interesting that God, God himself uses a sign, right? The bow is placed in the sign. And very often we hear, oh, the bow is in the sign. And, and we think, oh, it's a reminder for us that God will never again destroy the earth through water. But in fact, God says very clearly, God says, I will see it. And I will remember. God places the bow in the clouds for God's sake, not necessarily for ours. He remembers now that um, 
It, it is, a, I think, perhaps a sign of God's repentance, which sounds weird. And what does that mean? How can God repent? But clearly something is up. And rather now than use water to destroy the earth, God takes that gift of life for us and uses it as the sign of redemption, of initiation, of bringing us all into God's family. Peter points to this, baptism, uh, the, uh, that people were saved through water and baptism that prefigures that, that whole event is now brought to us. If you see on the, on the uh, bulletin that I, I found um, a piece of uh, an icon um, that is precisely this, right? It has uh, Noah and his sons and it is um, the ark is unloading and the bow is in the clouds, and, the, and it comes out of, out of uh, Jesus' hands, right? And normally at, when, the, when the heavens open uh, in icons, you might see the, a one single hand pointed down. But here, this one has um, Jesus there. And it is a clear link now, I think, between the flood and the ark and Jesus and baptism for us, right? The, the ark becomes the church um, the way through which people are saved through water um, the sign of the bow um, changes the nature of water from the destructive to the redemptive right? and marks it then with this sign of Jesus and the place in which we are united with Jesus is in the waters of baptism Very much in Lent, uh, in the in sort of older Lutheran thinking, Lent was a time to spend 40 days focusing almost exclusively on the passion and death of Jesus. We will not ignore that. That will come. But that will be more towards Holy Week. If Lent is a time for catechumens to prepare for baptism, it is also a time for us who have been baptized to think about, to recognize, and to reflect, and to wrestle with our baptismal identity, who we are as people marked with the cross of Christ, people through whom we have been given a gift and an indelible sign for us that does not try to uh, separate us from our money, that does not try to tell us we are less than. And in fact, it tells us that we are beloved children of God. And that God has made a covenant with us that nothing will separate us from his love. Thanks be to God. Amen.